write under Rhiannon Held. Rhiannon Held is my urban fantasy, and then RZ Held is my many other things, including weird western and space opera. My other claim to fame is that in my day job, I'm a professional archaeologist. This series with RZ Held started in episode 118. There is also an earlier series with RZ Held, which you can find by searching for Lancer Sci-Fi Thoughts RZ Held, H-E-L-D. I know as a writer, we're all kind of like struggling along with COVID times. How, how has that changed what you write? Oh, big time. Um, so I dropped novels, like completely. I have one that I'm supposed to be revising and I'm just not because it's not on deadline. So for whatever reason, my brain just doesn't sustain like a novel length effort anymore. And so I was doing novellas for a while. And then now I've downshifted once more to short fiction, but I expect (laughs) that I will come back up to um, novellas. And the reason for that is that I feel like car engines have like a coasting speed where they get the best gas mileage Uh and it's not low and it's not high. But it's just like the, I think depending on the model and how old the car is, but I was told once it was like 35 miles an hour where you're getting just like the best freewheeling gas mileage. Right. And my brain is similar in that when I have an idea, I can think of a novel idea and I can think of a short story idea. But if I just have an idea, uh-huh. it's almost inevitably a novella. Uh, and so like i'm not fighting that Uh, and uh, i generally did in the past fight that because there's not a ton of sort of places to go with novellas in the same way that there are for short stories and novels and one i think the biggest place is this sort of indie market where people do like to have a series and they're a little bit shorter and then they can kind of go through them and they they find series that they really like, and then they read a whole bunch of that author's indie novellas. And so that's sort of where I'm going with these space opera novellas. But as far as like, say short stories, there's a bunch of different magazines or anthologies or whatever. And the novels, you can try to, you know, either go indie or go traditional with them. And there's sort of different set of choices of where to go with it and novellas i feel like you pretty much got that one path that particularly works so. i'm not like three choices it depends on what you write maybe four choices and then that's it out of the whole world <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then there's you know publish it independent of the magazines yeah i assume you're talking about markets like magazines and things like yeah. that yeah uh, yeah uh yeah i don't know about publishing just novella standalone through a third-party publisher i'm not sure of many that do that i, I can't Sports recall war.com is like pretty much the only one so subterranean press does them a little bit but a lot of times subterranean press does like nice hardcover editions like you know small little hard thin guys with a beautiful cover and some interior illustrations so they do nice editions but usually those are nice editions of stuff that were already out there oh I see. so like yeah. uh, lois mcmaster bujol has a fantasy penrick the Penrick series, I forget the full series title, but 
So those she published independently just as ebooks. And then Subterranean Press is doing them like two or three at once in compilation volumes with beautiful covers, hardcover, you know, maybe interior illustrations, that sort of thing. But they were already out there mm. and had found their kind of market as far as audience, found their audience already before Subterranean picked them up. Oh, so, okay. So as far as like new novellas, like Tor.com is that's it's about it. Oh, I see. Have you read any fiction that catered to COVID times to the, you know, plot similarities? <laughs> Inadvertently. So I had a short story that I wrote like last year or I don't know, maybe late 2017 that was sort of looking at the world after a influenza outbreak. And so it was sort of hanging out, waiting for me to find like different magazines to send it to or whatever. And then COVID hit. And I sort of had this moment like, oh, crap, <laughs> everybody coming out of this is going to be writing sort of epidemic stories to sort of process. And so I want to get in and send it to the magazines before they get the rush. Yeah. So in like April or something, I started sending it out because I'm like, okay, maybe everybody else won't have finished theirs yet. So this <laughs> one that was inadvertently written earlier, like I'll get that out there. And so it ended up getting bought by um, Scott Andrews is the editor of Beneath Seatless Skies, which is an online magazine. And uh, he said that it, it came out just uh, in September. And he said, yeah, I'm going to bring it out pretty quickly because then it's coming out when it's, we're still in that moment. And rather than like afterwards. Mm, right. But it, it, was, it was an interesting story, especially when I sort of went back over it because, to you know, do Scott's edits because I hadn't looked at it for a little bit when he had his requested edits. Because it was very much talking about in the story the epidemic is ending they have maybe like half a year left in it. And it's about dealing with grief and moving on. And so some of the reviews of the short story were sort of talking about that it's, it's interesting because we're not there yet oh, ourselves. Right. But sort of looking at the like mo moving onward from it kind of. When you say moving on, do you mean moving on from life loss or moving on from in a post-pandemic. think the pandemic's over, now we get to move on. I mean, both. Oh, okay. Cause, <laughs> well, because the, the character is grieving for the family she's lost. Yeah. So, like, in the post-pandemic world, like, that's a big aspect. It's the people that she's lost. There was one reviewer who came away from it with a very sort of negative takeaway. Not that there were, like, all this ter story is terrible, but negative in terms of, like, the character learned that, like, nothing matters or something like that. Oh. Which was... Not what I meant at all. <laughs> it was very much most supposed to be more of a grief never goes away, but you can you can change how you define yourself uh, around that grief or or something like that, right? So I, I guess that reviewer just sort of like got the grief never goes away part and then stopped, or who knows? Maybe that maybe that was sort of how they look at you know events like that. Then right. it's something that you can never get past. Yeah. But that was certainly not what I wanted to say with that story. What I wanted to say with that story was, of course, you can get past it. It's part of you, but you just you you learn who you are now that that's part of you. And that's a process that takes a little bit of time. However you found sci-fi thoughts, be it iTunes, Stitcher, or any of the other 
podcast aggregation services. If you've enjoyed the show, go ahead and do us a favor. Go to wherever you get this podcast and leave us a review. Even clicking a few stars. And this will help out the show in many ways. Hey, we got goodies for you in the show notes. We have a link to RZ Held's novellas. So you can go over there and shop and buy up some good science fiction to read at home. Don't know where the show notes are? Check out your podcast player and they'll be right there for easy tapping. If you're not using a podcast player, go back to the website where you downloaded this show and they'll be right there before your very eyes. Next episode, more RZ Held was I'm part of a D&D um, authors game where all of us authors in the group and so then we stream it oh um, hang on, on a second you're in a D&D authors game so these are all people who write books and stories alright yeah. and they're all cross genre so this is pretty high end D&D game I'm, I think <laughs>